join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You've got Andrew Bracewell. This is Little Oak Weekly. Not totally certain when this episode is landing on the airwaves, but I'm sure those statements are still somewhat accurate. Um, Hope everyone is well and enjoying their holiday season. Today, I've just got an absolutely tremendous guest. I'm uh, I'm recording this right after I've hung up the phone with Cody Bugini, and what an incredible guy and a great conversation. I'm really excited to share it with all of you. Cody works with Dean Hooseman. Dean Hooseman is a really well-known name and brand in the uh, local real estate industry, and just got to have a really honest, amazing convo with Cody, uh, his take on a lot of topics, including his you know, the first few years of his career, uh, the relationship he has with Dean and their dynamics and challenges and and bonuses of being in a team environment. We also get to hear about some of Cody's other passions, uh, fitness and nutrition and how all of those things are interwoven into his beliefs and his motivation uh, about how he approaches life and all that he does. Cody's a fairly young guy, 29 years old, but I just couldn't help but uh you know as he was speaking throughout the course of our conversation i was i was just smiling sometimes just with how mature i i was with his thoughts on life and his philosophies and how he approaches things so great timing i think for this conversation i know that you guys are going to enjoy it and um just so cool that we have a guy like cody in our organization that uh, that we can all learn and and listen learn from and listen to so here you go. Hope you enjoyed as much as I did. And Cody Bugini. Hey, Andrew. Hey, good morning, man. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. Give me your give me your Christmas shopping to do list. I'm checking your uh, your volume, so you got to talk to me for a minute. Where are you at? Where are you at in your Christmas uh, in your Christmas program? Oh man, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> is that is that how you run? Are you are you always last oh. minute guy or what? Ah, uh, not really. No, honestly, like a little bit last minute, but I, I try to usually get it done beforehand. But this time I've just had so much other stuff going on. I was like, you know what? But I'm like, I'm quick, man. Like I can be in the mall in and out within an hour and I've got everything. So do you go in with a list? Are you, you're oh, organized? Yeah, absolutely. I, I already know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm not going to waste my time walking around not knowing <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> how many, how many people you got to buy for? Honestly, not even too many. I got like maybe... 10 people so it's not it's not horrible okay not too bad what about yourself you already i am yeah so i mean i've my wife uh we got i got three kids um so she you know we we definitely collaborate on what we got to do but you know she manages most of that but i i drew an epic fail last year uh at christmas and, (laughs) and she had my wife from me last year had nothing under the tree literally nothing because i i left it uh last minute and you know i used whatever the covid the covid lulls as an excuse or whatever so this year this year i got after it right away in uh in november so i mean i'm dialed man like i am (laughs) i've got i've got it all i got stuff that's arrived already uh i did a little bit in person a little bit uh online i'm 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 excited i'm excited to see my retribution under the tree or my my comeback (laughs) under the tree (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure the wife will be happy as well, so it's a win-win. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Uh, are you? Did you grow up? Are you Christmas morning open presents or Christmas Eve? What was your family Christmas thing? Morning. 
Christmas morning, yeah. Ever since I can remember, it's always been Christmas morning. Because those Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve like, people are weirdos, right? That's totally weird. Man, definitely different. Like, why? What's the point of Christmas if you're opening that on Christmas Eve? That's like celebrating New Year's on New Year's Eve, you know, or like the day before. Like, doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's a whole week. Yeah, we used to get up like everyone would have breakfast and everything. We'd all clean up, help clean up, and then after that, we'd spend the next couple hours opening presents and going through all that stuff. Oh, so you had to go through the grueling wait. You had to eat. Oh, and but take- for me though, man, I've like, like food is my number one thing in life from a very young age. So like, I never <laughs> even minded as a kid. Even I was like, all right, let's eat. And, like I was never in a rush. I don't know, never peeking under the tree, like. I, my parents and parents gave me to us pretty good. Uh, they were good to me growing up, so it was, it was nice. Were you? Are you from uh, the Lower Mainland, or where'd you grow up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Surrey. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then, what's your uh, what's your go to food that you look forward to over the holidays? Is there something in particular? Over the holidays, honestly, no. There's like for me, there's not one food out there that like stands out to me a lot. Like I'm, I'm a big guy on variety. I eat anything and I eat everything. Like. I just, I just like to eat. <laughs> and, and you're, you like to eat and you like to, you like to train as well. You're, uh, you're a bit oh, of a, yeah. you're a bit of a fitness training. dog. Oh yeah. Very, very heavy into training. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Like I've been like that from a very young age. It started off with me kind of playing football when I was younger mm-hmm. and I found that like, I was always tall. So like when I graduated high school, I was about six, just under six, two. And like, I'm six, two, just over six, two now. But back then I was just under six, two. I weighed like a buck 35. Just a bean when pole. I graduated. And yeah, I was mad. That's, easy. That's it. It was like I had the height. I just had no weight. Yeah. So I started training heavy. And that's honestly what got me into eating. Like the more I was training, the more I was eating and trying different foods that I loved. And yeah, now I've weighed just over 100 pounds more than that. So it's taking <laughs> it's a little while, but it's uh... <laughs> obviously worked. So how, yeah. how old are you? I'm 20. I'll be 29 next week. So I'm 28 right now. 20, and did you, did you go college? Did you uh degree anywhere? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've been like, I've honestly been pretty motivated. It was more so my parents being like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And both my parents are accountants. So for me growing up, I thought that was my path. My dad, uh, he owns his own business. Uh, well, what's his business partner? They have a plastics manufacturing and fabricating company. And he, he does all the financing and all that stuff. And his business partner kind of does sales and operations. But yeah. growing up, like my dad would always take me to work with him. And I thought that was my path. And I was so right out of high school. I went straight into university. I did. I started my accounting degree there. I did my first two years and I absolutely hated it. I was like, I did well, but I'm like, man, I'm not this kind of person to crunch numbers. It's just not mm. me. So yeah, I just I switched into business management and entrepreneurial leadership. And I got my degree in that, finished that. And then started working in real estate kind of yeah and then so you you cut you graded well what year like a handful of years ago i graded in 2010 oh from university yeah you university yeah oh yeah no i graded in uh what have been now maybe 20 2015 i think the beginning of 2015 yeah and then did you go into real estate right away after that uh interesting so part kind of so basically like I always, I've been like, I've always had like an entrepreneurial mindset from a pretty young age. Like I was always starting weird little businesses and doing things out of my parents' garage and stuff. And then I just like working for myself and I like like just coming up with an idea and kind of going for it. And I've really, I've always wanted to go into real estate, but I just knew how competitive it was and I hmm. just wasn't comfortable to make that shift. So, and like, I've known Dean for, Dean's like a second dad to me. Like I've no, I was him and his, his son and our best friends. And like, we've been like that since we were young. And 
I always knew Dean. I saw what he did, and I kind of liked it. I've always been into housing and stuff like that. And from a young age, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'd really want to be a realtor. But yeah, basically, while I was going to university and throughout my degree, I worked full time hmm. um, just because I was thought that would help me. I was I had a good job. I was a project manager at a credit and finance company, and everything was well. And then Dean kind of just randomly approached that, uh, his son and I one day and said, "Hey." would you guys ever be interested in going into real estate? And like really got me thinking. So I was actually, I started in real estate as I was finishing my last year in university. Interesting. Okay. And then did you, so I, I've never, I haven't, I genuinely have not heard the story, your story. So I'm, I'm intrigued when you, but Dean says, Hey, do you want to get into real estate? This isn't anywhere on your radar, I assume, never. right? When that conversation no. comes up and then you, my impression anyway of your, yeah. entrance into real estate and this could be wrong tell me if it is is that you kind of you came in slow almost like well, i, I want to say licensed assistant first is that accurate and you've kind of just like gotten into it more and more and more exactly so like yeah like i started off and like I, honestly i was really nervous just because just like i i made good money where i was working before and at that time i had a mortgage and everything and i was like man this is this is pretty hard like to to just go straight to commission base i've never experienced that in my life and like mm -hmm. my parents are very conservative so growing up in a conservative household it was always like keep your money close to you you know <laughs> what i mean like make sure you're saving your money like always like that so i had that mindset from a young age and then yeah just went into real estate but yeah like like you said it was a bit of a slow start so ryan that's dean's son um one of his sons so when we first started we were both licensed assistants just to kind of learn the business a bit but like man like i did that did that for about a year or so and like I guess technically we were called licensed assistants, but like we were both licensed. So we, we did a lot more than that. And I just grew out of that role really fast. I just like, I always told Dean, like I would watch him negotiate deals and stuff. And I'm like, I want to do that. I was like, let me try. So he would give me some clients and he's like, okay, just go for it. And yeah, then I started doing that. And I just told, kept telling Dean, like, I don't want to be an assistant. Like, this isn't for me. Like I can do it, but like, this isn't what I want to do. Like I want to be out there. I want to be talking to people. So yeah, I just started doing that and then things started taking off and I started building my own business in addition to managing Dean stuff. And now, yeah, I mean, as of present time right now, it's just him and I and our assistant. So not, neither of his boys are in real estate anymore. Mm -hmm. His son. Yeah. Ryan wanted, is it, he wanted to be a fireman or something like that? Is that right? Or what did yeah. Ryan? Yeah. He's actually, so he was doing firefighting for a little while yeah. and then he actually transitioned into, uh, uh, Delta PD, so he, he's a police officer now. Okay, cool. So and he's, he's loving it. So. Chasing his passion. Absolutely, yeah. We were all happy for him. You could tell he just wasn't, he was good at real estate. He just, it wasn't what he loved to do. You could tell it wasn't his passion, and now he seems super into what he's doing, and I'm really happy for him. Hmm. So when you, so we're, we're about, we're, I'm, I'm 41, so we're about, you know, we're roughly 10 years apart, and yeah. I, I see your story I mean, I know, I don't know you well, but I, I've, I know of your story and I, yeah. I you know, I, I've heard and whatnot. I look at what you're doing now and kind of the way you've journeyed into real estate as a, a way a lot of people would like to be able to get into the business, but it, but it's yeah. hard. It's hard to find somebody who's going to, you know, take you under their wing and mentor you and, you know, and, and, and find the right fit, right? Cause there's, you have to clearly exactly. define roles and then personalities are hard too. So I'm, I guess a question I would have from your perspective, it'd actually be interesting to get you and Dean on together, but how do you, how do you guys cut up your, 
roles and responsibilities? Do you have clearly defined lines that neither of you crosses or, or and how has that evolved over time? Yeah, so honestly, I'll be completely transparent. Like we have Dean and I are both both very transparent how we conduct our business as well as ourselves and like it's a bit of a combination. So I would say yes and no. So yes, there are set roles and responsibilities in the sense of like I don't know, sometimes little things like like basically like if we get a transact like we have, we have a new client. So Dean, if it's Dean's client and it's someone he's known for a while, if I don't know them already, which I know most of them now, like I will kind of he'll introduce me to them and then I get everything. I get the ball rolling, right? So mm-hmm. I get our assistant. Okay. I set a to-do list for our assistant. She takes care of a lot of the administrative stuff and just little things like booking photos, uh, going over showing requests with our clients and stuff. But then when it comes to Dean and I, like, I think now it's pretty cool. Like it, it, it I noticed like over the past six years that I've been working with him now, it's just like, I've definitely been able, I can recognize the transition I've made from like, like you said, like a licensed assistant to where I am now, where mm-hmm. he kind of views me as more of an equal mm-hmm. rather than like a subordinate. So yeah, we definitely have a lot of roles and responsibilities that are defined because I think like I'm big on efficiency and like he is as well. So we're like, when it comes to little things like that, it's very clear who's doing what at what time and that never really changes. But then when it comes to like other things, sometimes when we're negotiating deals or we're dealing with things going back and forth, we'll take turns doing it, but it's, very organic it's really interesting the way it kind of happens like it doesn't have to be like okay we have three listing presentations to do on these days like who's going to do what who's taking care of what it honestly it sounds really weird but everything just kind of meshes like i know and i think it's also because of the relationship dean and i have with each other like we are very very similar people he always says to me like you're here this time i wish i always had and never had just because him and i have the exact same interests. like and his sons don't really share those interests with him so like it's pretty cool and like we have very similar personalities like i've been in the office sometimes and agents have come up to me and been like oh sorry like i thought that was dean out there like you guys talk the exact same and it's it's funny because a few people have actually mentioned that to me over the past couple years Hmm. but uh, no i think it really stems from just your dynamic and like just the relationship that you have with someone and that's what kind of prompted me to come out of my shell and go into real estate because like i knew what kind of person dean was and like He's just, he's a great guy. Like, honestly, like for people that don't know him, like he's, like everything is super genuine and like they'll always have your back. And it was just nice to have that support when you're transitioning into yeah. a role like that, especially from a young age. So I got really lucky with the opportunity I had. So you mentioned efficiency. Uh, I think that's a, I love that word. What What is something that you, give me an example of what you guys maybe created together or have done or make a practice of doing you know, as a result of your desire for efficiency? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Honestly, I can't really I'm not, think of I'm not trying to get top. you stuck. I, I apologize. No, it's I'm not all trying... good. I love it. I love it. It gets me thinking on my feet a little bit. It's all good. But no, I honestly really like, um, how do I say this? Like, I, I can't say there's one thing that's, that's happened that has kind of led us to do this. Like, for me, it was something in my personal life. So, like, before I went into real estate, I worked at... Um, as a project manager at a finance company. And like, I was very blessed because from a young age, I got to work directly with our senior management team. And that was my role was to work with them, be a part of everything they had going on. And um, I remember the first day I started there, I started an internship and I was like, I think 18 years old. And I saw the CEO and uh, yeah, very intimidating, you know, like just dressed very well. You could tell he was just, it was just the way he was talking and everything. And I sat at my desk, which was right outside his office. And all our offices were glass. 
And I, I, I would remember I would pay attention to things he was saying and stuff. And he would, oh, he was huge on efficiency and just little tips along the way. Like I'd work directly with him. He's like, Cody, take a step back. If you had done this, this way, you would have eliminated all the other little things you done you did in between, which was sure. free up your time because I was always complaining that I didn't have enough time to do things. And it really stemmed from that. So for me, after working there, I tried to apply what, like coming into real estate, I could see what Dean's systems and processes he had in place were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, if we can do this here and we can do this here and we can do this here, life will be good. And then it all sounds great on paper. But then once I realized that when you're in real estate, it's hard because in a lot of other industries and companies, there's a lot of systems and processes that are pretty standardized and those don't really change too often based on how yes. they conduct their operations. Whereas real yeah. estate was so different because I found that sure there's like there's one way to do this and there's one way like there's one way to book photos for a listing. You know, there's one way to do this, but then real estate, like every transaction is so different because you're dealing with different people and different circumstances with different personalities. Hmm. You know, and that within that like Nothing is really standardized. So it's all like, I remember starting in real estate, Dean always told me, you're a chameleon. You know, you adapt to your surroundings and like naturally that'll start to happen. And then once, then I I would always watch him in open houses and I'm like, man, so like anyone that comes in, he just gets along with and like, he just (laughs) talks to and yeah, it was really weird. Like I started thinking like that. So I think from efficiency from a standpoint is like our standardized, like administrative duties and stuff. Yeah. I think we're pretty efficient in that. And we're like, this is ongoing. Like we'll, we'll revise a process, let's say for example. And then the next time it comes around that, that process might not work the same for our new set of clients or something like that. Right, but You'll customize it for a client experience. You customize, Yeah, exactly. But we're always looking for efficiency in the sense of like, it's basically like our administrative stuff. And then how can we kind of streamline our business? Like where are we generating a lot of our business from? And like, we're, we're constantly, essentially what I'm trying to say is we're always reevaluating what we have going on in every single way to try and see how we can make it better. Now we don't always have the time to do that. You know what I mean? Sure. It's great to think about these things. So yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, sorry. That was a long winded. No, it's good. I, I have you here to babble. So babble away. Um, <laughs> the, you had, did you say you don't have an MBA? Do you have a BA or what was your, what yeah, was your I degree? Have a, I, have a, I have a BBA. So I have like a, my major was in business. My major was in uh, entrepreneurial leadership and my yeah. minor was in business management. And did you go to Kwantlen? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's correct. I did yeah. my research. I dug into you a little bit. I love it. <laughs> uh, um, so, okay, you're, you know, you're, I'll call you younger. People call me younger too, so don't take that the, don't, don't take that the wrong way. But, no, you, you know, cool. you're younger, you're educated, you have a modern education. Did you, when you came into real estate or even right now, is there anything that you look at and go, oh my God, I cannot believe that like this industry is archaic or so screwed up. Do, do you have any thing that sticks out to you like that? Yeah. Like to be honest, like, man, I've dealt with this kind of sounds stupid, but like I've dealt with this from a, probably since I was 18 or 19. Like, I don't know. Like I've always been, I like to take care of myself in the sense, like, I don't know. I like to look presentable. I like to do this. I hold myself to a certain standard. So like people look at me and they're like, man, like your hair, like it looks like you get a haircut every day. And I'm like, you, got a tight, or not, you have a tight fade, don't you? Yeah. Oh, buddy. I, I go twice a week. Like my buddy will just drop down the street and I go twice a week in like my car. I always like to have a clean car because I just like to look presentable. But my biggest thing, honestly, coming into real estate was like my general perception of what people would think of me because like, like I'm a bigger guy, like I'm not small. And then like, I have a lot of tattoos, man. Like I, from sure. head to toe, I got all kinds. I got lots. So like, 
when I came into real estate, I figured I found that like it was a definitely I mean, that was only five or six years ago, but people's perception of me right. was not what it was. And I found that like when I first started with Dean, I'm doing open houses, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Summertime comes around and now I'm not wearing long sleeves mm. anymore. Now I'm wearing short sleeves and like honestly it sounds dumb, but like people's perception of me totally changed. Well, they would, have, from, they would have thought you were a gangbanger, right? Like, oh, is that, 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's exactly what it is. Like, I've been mistaken for that for years. And it's it's my decision. Like, I knew it was on me. Like, I decided to get these tattoos and this and that. But, like, man, when people would get to know me, they're like, wow, you're nothing like what we thought you were. And I was like, man, just give me a chance, you know? And I found that that wasn't that easy in real estate because I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, people will question me about my tattoos. I'll explain it to them and all as well. But... I found like for a lot of the older generation, even my parents and my parents hate my tattoos. But like, Hmm. I I found that it was really hard to be, especially starting out in real estate. I'm young. I have these tattoos and then people come up to me and they're just like, like I could tell no one had any credibility towards me. It was always just like, oh, like this guy, like, oh, okay, we'll kind of stay away from him. So I told myself, I was like, you know what? I can either complain about this. I can't, I'm not removing my tattoos or getting them removed. So I was like, you know what? What I need to do now is just no more than than everyone. So, like, I would do a lot of research on my own time, looking into real estate and just talking to Dean, picking his brain so that, like, now I start. I had a new approach when I would go into open houses or I'm meeting new clients. I was like, I just want to know everything about the market. I would want to know what's happening. And then it was really funny because once I started doing that and putting a lot more time into my job and just doing research, and I just wanted to know it all. And I found that people perceptions of me started to change because now I was adding a lot more value into what into their lives than before Hmm. and then I found that like the tattoos became secondary and then like over time like that's totally changed and then I was I don't know I was really nervous of like what people would think about me especially because like Dean's a bit older than me right so it's like his client I don't want to jeopardize his relationship that he's built with his clients based on how I look yeah. So, and Dean knows he doesn't like my tattoos either, but he's like, you know what? <laughs> but he obviously, he obviously didn't care. I mean, he gave you a shot, right? So, hundred percent. It didn't. It didn't stop him. That's no. A, that's interesting. Was, Do you have regrets yeah. about tattoos? No, not at all. So, like, <laughs> are these all like was, college tattoos, or like, when did you get them? No, like, no, no, man. These, these are low. Well, yeah, like I started when I was eighteen. And yeah. I'm still going now. So, ten years later. Yeah, you love it. It's a part of who you are. Oh, it's a part of who I am. And honestly, like I have found, like, again, this sounds kind of weird, but like two years ago, like, so once I started in real estate, like this, this whole tattoo thing, as dumb as it sounds, really made me feel a bit insecure about what I was doing. So I'm like, is insecure this in real estate or insecure where? Just in real, yeah, in real estate, like, because okay. I care a lot about what I do. Like, I absolutely love real estate and it's, it really intrigues me. I love it. And it's just, I found like it was constant negative attention i was i was attracting when i was mm. when i had my tattoos and stuff and then then i started just wearing long sleeves so probably probably for two three years i always wore long sleeves wow. intense. even even in summer when it's 30 degrees i'm going to showing and i'm in long sleeves and pants just because i don't want anyone to see anything i don't want this i don't want that and i was always trying to please people worried what they think about and then i said literally i woke up one day and i just said you know what this is enough. I'm like, now I'm becoming someone that I'm not. And it's like, it's reflecting in my work. It's reflecting like, it's just, Mm. this isn't me. So I said, you know what? And I told Dean too, I was like, I only want to work with people that want to work with me. You know, they value what I have to say. And I just want to own myself and own who I am. And like, 
once I started doing that, like everything started to change. And it was cool because once I owned myself and I was more comfortable and confident, like even our older clients, like they were coming up to me and being like, wow, like what are your tattoos about? And then now instead of people like judging me, they were asking me and like they were actually uh-huh. curious. And man, it's such, it was such a conversation starter sometimes. And I've, I've picked up a lot of clients along the way, honestly, because of my tattoos, like people would be like, oh, wow, like what is that about? And then they're like, oh, well, you have that tattoo. I have this one. And then boom, you immediately have a bit of a connection there. Hmm. And yeah, life's good. But that was, yeah, that was, that was, it's a weird thing, but it, it's been something that was bothering me for the past couple of years. So you've just triggered a thought in my head. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get this out without tripping over my words. <laughs> one of the greatest challenges in, I'll say this industry, but it's probably, you know, there's probably some other industries as well is our, is our subconscious decisions we make in managing other people's perceptions of us. Like we're doing it, we're doing it constantly, right? Like you even use the word chameleon. And and the the thing is, is that it's what makes the Dean Husamans so good, right? Like it's what, like the, the, the people who are incredible, they've learned that chameleon tactic, but there's there's a double edge to that sword and you know one of the negative edges can be that we are we're doing things subconsciously like you know to the point where you wake up one day and you go what am i doing why am i hiding who i am and yeah. and that can create you know that can create a lot of inner turmoil and I, I i totally identify with that i've been in places like that in my career where i've had to make a hard turn and go i'm not going to try to be this thing that i'm not anymore i need to i need to be myself oh exactly and like honestly like and it, like, especially with, I, I, the only reason I wanted to touch on some of this stuff is because I see in the media and everything, like how significant mental health is, especially mm-hmm. now this day and age. And not that it was not significant before. I want to address the fact that it's always been an important thing. I think there's just been more light shed on this within the m- recent years mm-hmm. as opposed to earlier. You know what I mean? Like before it's like, oh, I'm just like, I'm not confident in myself. And it's like so easy. Like I find... I'm not blaming the older generation, but even like growing up sometimes like teachers in school or like at some points in my life, my parents, it's like, Oh, well, why are you thinking like that? You just don't need to, don't worry. You have everything that's good in life. We sure. give you a roof. We give you, you know what I mean? And it was like, man, there's so much more to it that like people I feel don't understand. And my, I don't know, just like a little piece of advice for people. It's just like, man, like you really, it's easier said than done, but just own who you are. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, like, you're going to have people, sure. You're going to have people that think you might, you might be weird or you're different or whatever. Like, not everyone is always going to love you. But I found that once I really, like, took that step, I was like, I'm going to own who I am, move forward. Everything started to fall into place. My business started to grow. I was so much more confident in my own abilities. And, like, even people around me used to, would notice and point it out to me. Like, man, you're just, like, you carry yourself well, like. I was always getting compliments and like, it was so new to me because I did this for myself. I didn't do it for anybody else. But the fact that other people were starting to realize and support me, it just like kind of propelled my energy. And then it's like, oh man, I'm loving real estate. Like now I really want to grow my business and I really want to give it everything I have. And then like to have the support from Dean too, like Dean, man, like I can't say enough good things about Dean. He's Mm -hmm. honestly been a very important part of my life. And like, and it's funny because now that it's just him and I, he's like, man, all my sons left me. You and I know <laughs> real estate. He's like, you're not even my blood kid. But he always calls me his adopted son. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because like other agents in the area and stuff will always just give me a hard time about it and stuff. But honestly, yeah, like I have a lot to attribute to Dean. And hmm. it's been such a blessing to just be able to work in an environment like that. 
What a gift. Hey, what uh, what's West Coast performance? <laughs> so yeah, this my, is my, like your my, second. This is your second job you have. Yeah, man, you can call it that now. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, like I actually uh, so I started dating my girlfriend a couple of years back and got in. Obviously, like you had a really good relationship with her family and everything. And um, her brother-in-law, he's one of my best friends now. He uh, introduced me to his friends, and then I got talking to one buddy, and he's like, he actually reached out to me, and he was like, "Hey, I want, I'd love for you to sell my house." And I was like, "Okay, like I don't even really know you, but like, what a, what a gift! Like, man, totally. that just came right on my doorstep." So he's like, "We want to buy a place, and we want to uh, sell our place, and everything." So all was well. Once him and I got to know each other more and more, it definitely like kind of transitioned into like just a fun relationship he wasn't even like a client like him and i instantly became friends life was good he runs a, um, a young basketball club called west coast basketball oh okay. so he was like got it and he yeah so like as we're talking over and over and meetings for different things regarding his, the listing of his house we got to chat and uh he was just like like i got to the impression that like he was having a difficult time securing space to train mm-hmm. and uh he was always like yeah like you know i'm trying to pay this at this school and these guys aren't being flexible and nothing's working and he was like i could tell he was itching for something different and i've always been really into fitness and i was like yeah, you know like maybe there's a, some kind of opportunity here but i didn't say anything to him and then randomly one day we went out for lunch and he was like hey I'd l- i found this commercial spot um it's just a warehouse would you be open to come checking it out with me and I said, yeah, absolutely, let's go. And then we got to talking about it and thinking about it. And then, yeah, we basically started West Coast Performance. So when, how long ago, like, just give me a time frame. Like, is this like, this conversation is happening two years ago, three years ago? It or was when a year was and a half ago. Year, year okay, fairly recently. Yeah. Okay. yeah, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, like, we just did it. Like, <laughs> even now, sometimes I'm like, man, we just went out on a limb and did it. Like, we opened our gym in the prime of COVID. You know, when the restrictions were in place and yeah. people are not really going anywhere. And we said, you know what? Like, we got a really good deal on our space. It was right in the area we wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know what? Let's go for it. And we did. And no, it's it's been good, honestly, ever since. But now it's starting to take up more and more of my time. So, so you, <laughs> you rent it. You've got about, what is it? About a 3,000 square foot facility, yeah. industrial, exactly. light industrial building kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Eight, 18 or 20 foot ceilings, probably. Exactly. You yeah. got it. And the demand for uh, athletic facilities is insane, correct? Oh, it's huge. It's huge, honestly. And like, yeah, like that's what I looked at too. And I was like, that was one of the things we considered was look how big of an industry this is. Like, how are we going to be able to develop a brand and build something that is sustainable over time because like I see so many little gyms as I'm sure you have that like mm-hmm. you start a gym and then two years later everything's for sale on whenever I'm online I'm seeing so many studios like little private studios and larger gyms even going out of business and having sales on all their equipment and everything like that and I was like you know what I don't want to be one of these mom and pop shops or I don't want to be one of these big businesses like for me it was this is my way to give back because like when I was training and stuff like from a younger age, I didn't really have anyone to show me certain things. And it's, it, it is great to go to a personal trainer. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to see what they have to say. But like, I felt no one added actual value and no one actually taught me. Like, it's, it's one thing to go to the gym and be like, okay, Andrew, give me that. Uh, you're going to bench press 135 pounds and you're going to do that 10 times. Sure. And it's like, it's great to be instructed, but like, why am I doing it? Like, yeah. what benefit does that have to me? And like, 
everyone's bodies are different. So like, this was my way I felt to give back and just like share my knowledge of what I know with people and just create a, just like create a fun place where like you can be you. Like if you come in our gym, like there's not one mirror aside from the bathroom. And I did that on purpose. Like so many times people come to me and they're like, Cody, like, why don't you have any mirrors? It'd be nice if you had some mirrors. I said, man, you're here to work out, not look at yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I'm a victim of that too. It's like, I have a habit of like, if I'm out in a public gym and there's mirrors, I'm going to look at myself. Like, as does everyone else. You can't pretend that you don't. You know what I mean? Like, and I said, I want an environment where people can come and they just feel comfortable. And like, the nice thing for us was we only have, I think it's about 2,700 square feet. So it's not big. But it's big enough. Like, it was really cool actually doing COVID because, like, there was a huge focus on people. I guess, like, you're only interacting with your inner circle, so to speak. So what we started doing, which was actually pretty cool, is I would train family. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can, and I can close the gym down. So, like, my routine right now, like, really quick is, like, I'm an early riser. I'm up at 4.30, 4.15 every day, Monday to Friday. And I go to the gym and I train people there from about 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. I do this Monday to Friday and really? then I start my, yeah. Holy and cow. Then I, then I start my real estate day. So it's getting to be a little bit too much, but like it was, it's really cool because like I can, I can have like, like every morning I'll train a different set. It's actually pretty nice. It's a different family. So I'll have like the mom, the dad, the, the kids, and I can close the gym down and it's just, and it's an intimate workout. It's just me and them. And like, I'm actually spending the time to show them like, like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do today. This is kind of why these are the kind of exercises. And over time, like we've had the gym now for just over a year and three months. And, uh, no, it's cool. Like people come up to me and now like they, it's cool because sometimes I'll allow people to bring their friends to a session and stuff. And then they're the ones showing their friends like, Hey, this is what we're doing today. This is why. And like, this is why we're going to do it. This is how it's going to help you. This is how you can sustain this moving forward. And like that in itself is like super rewarding to me. Because they've obviously taken something that I've said, and now they're teaching it to other people. And like, I, I'm just big on that. I'm all about helping people out. So hmm. that's incredible. I, I have, I the concept of training a family. I mean, that is that's amazing. I love the sounds of that, and and I'm I'm not surprised that that's taken off. Is that is that a thing that has just continued now? Like, you have families that want to do that together? Yeah. Or? Yeah. What's been hard though is like I've been like. Like, I don't want, this is a side hustle for me at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, this is not my main gig. This is not where I want all my energy and stuff going. It's just like, but over time, it's, it's hard because I've, yes, sure. We've gained clientele and everything like that. But now I'm trying to, I've been trying to transition these people to some of our other trainers. And Mm. it's like, no, we only want to work out with you. Sure. Yeah. It's a personal connection. Exactly. And that's, that's what it was. And my idea, honestly, like, yes. It is definitely to help out people. But I also said, you know what? Both businesses can complement each other because like clients that I have in real estate, if they're interested in coming to the gym and working out, it's cool and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like everyone at some point in life is either looking for to buy or sell a house. So it's like, I was like, you know what? It's kind of transferable that way. Maybe it'll be good. And it's actually really nice because Dean's been a big supporter of my gym too. And we have our clients that'll actually like, we have one client, uh, we offer yoga and stuff at our gym too. And she, we had a client who moved here from Alberta a couple months back and she's been running yoga studios and doing all this kind of stuff. And at that time we hadn't started a yoga division yet. So I said, I was talking to my business partner. I said, man, we have this client that just came here. She has no work right now. 
Like, what if we just did a yoga division? And sure. now what's cool is like all our clients, like Dean's clients and my clients, they all come to our yoga sessions, which is hosted by another one of our clients. That's incredible. So it's like, it's, it's honestly super cool. Like I was, I, I didn't have any expectations of it kind of transitioning into this way, but like now that I think about it, I'm like, what, a, it's just nice. It's a, it's a cool little community that we're able to build there. And yeah, that's what I'm all about. Where have you journeyed and landed on in terms of your like nutritional beliefs? I mean, I know you obviously like to eat, you know, uh, you sound yeah. like you're a guy that understands that, you know, a high calorie diet is a great diet. Obviously it's the right, <laughs> it, it being the right calories, but where do you, where are you in the, in the fad diets and your journey there? So that's a great question. So I actually had a long conversation with one of my clients at the gym about this morning. And for me, I'm a very, I'm very big on efficiency and sustainability. Because it's one thing, like I'm sure you've seen or maybe experienced yourself at some point in your life is, you know what? It's like you wake up one day and it's like, Andrew, maybe I should drop 10 pounds. Like uh -huh. you're looking in the mirror and you're like, shit, how am I going to do this? Like, yeah. let's go. So then it's okay. What are we going <laughs> to do? Let's go do keto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like let's do keto or let's yeah. go online. And like, don't get me wrong. I am not here to downplay any of these other things out there. Everything can work for someone. Absolutely. But I feel like the biggest thing, especially when you're working out, is your mind mentally you have to be there like physically you can be anywhere you need to be but if you're not in there mentally it's not going to do anything for you totally agree so that's that's why i love to work out in the morning because it sets my mental state for the day if that makes any sense yep. like when i come out of the gym in the morning i am focused on real estate and then i'm like hey everything else is out now i've got all my thoughts out got all my emotions out like let's go so for me like sorry when it comes back to the nutritional side of things like I just try to keep it as simple as possible. So like growing up, like, yeah, like I didn't, I have a very high metabolism even now. So for me to keep my weight on, I have to eat, hmm. you know what I mean? Like if I don't, if I like limit my calorie intake, I'll definitely start dropping pounds again. And I don't want to just based on where I'm at and my journey. Mm -hmm. But I always tell people like, yes, you can do all these things, but it's not sustainable. Like let's say you want to drop 10 pounds, you hop on this keto diet, you do that for two, three months and then what? Just wait till you know wait I mean? till you eat some carbs. You'll balloon yeah. you'll balloon back like a ball in no time. Oh, and that's my whole point is like I'm not a big fan of keto. I mean, I'm, it's great that it works for people, and I'm very happy for those people that they're able to achieve their goals. But it's like, yeah, then what? Like you achieve your goal, and then what are you going to do? And it's like I had some uh, one client come to me a couple of weeks ago, and she's like, "Hey, I have uh, I'm actually going to be getting married in a couple months. I'd like to lose some weight." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Okay, like." Yeah, like, I'll definitely help you with that. But like, what happens after your wedding? Mm -hmm. Like, then what are you going to do? So I feel like you have to accept that as a lifestyle. Same way I had to accept real estate because it can be extremely inconvenient sometimes, as you probably know. Mm -hmm. You know, you're out for dinner with the wife and boom, someone wants to write a contract on something. Offers are due or they want to write an offer. Offers are due within an hour and a half. What are you going to do? Yeah, You got to pull out your computer and write it up. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing I found when it comes to... uh nutrition and exercise so like for me personally i keep it very simple i don't follow a specific diet i do not track how many calories i'm eating in a day i have a very good idea sure but i'm not yeah. specifically tracking everything so for me i keep it simple carb protein and vegetables so i go through different cycles throughout the year so like from february to probably september late august i lean out right mm -hmm. as does everyone you want to have that beach bod whatever sure. you want to call it so for me I'll have a carb and a protein and I will, well, what I'll do is I'll half my carb intake. So let's say I'm having potatoes mm -hmm. instead of two potatoes, I'll have one. 
Yeah. But what I'll do now is I'll double my vegetable intake. Sure. So, you know what? So I keep it simple because that way I found, especially in working in real estate, like I'm always on the go. And like, as you know, too, it's hard. Like you want to sure you're on the road, you're in between showings or whatever it is, and you need to pick up some food. Like what fast food alternatives are there? There's not too many no, you know, that tough. are healthy for you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, and I don't have time to pack a lunch because if I'm driving, where am I going to warm up my food? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nowhere to do that either. So I found like I can eat anywhere. And like you also, then you're taking clients out for dinner. You're going to the keg or I don't know, you go to a nice <laughs> restaurant or something. And I, I hear so many times people that are like trying to lose weight. And it's like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. I can't go out. I said, why can't you go out? You can go out and find something healthy to eat. You know, like why limit yourself? So I found like based on my lifestyle, just keeping it very simple like that, where it's a carb or protein and a vegetable. Mm-hmm. However you want to disperse that based on whatever your fitness goals are or whatever like that, it's, it's easy. And I keep it simple. You know, like, sure, I'll have days where maybe I go to McDonald's and I'll have like four or five burgers. And you know what I mean? Like, maybe I will. <laughs> but then throughout the day, I'm watching what I'm eating. So it's like, yes, once in a while, you can spoil yourself. Like, don't be one of these people that's super scared to cheat or something. You know what I mean? Like you, like just finding balance. And I find like, I've been doing that now for probably four or five years. And I've looked, I'm the most comfortable and happy with the way I look that I've been before. So it's like, it definitely works. You know, you don't have to be super strict as to what you're doing. Sure. To an extent, absolutely. But just from a sustainability standpoint, that's what I find works the best for me, at least. And to your point, like, well, your word sustainability, like it is, it is one thing to say, okay, I want to lean out over this six week period and go on some shred plan, but you can only sustain that for so long versus, you know, choosing something that you know that you can just, you can live a life that way. Exactly. And like, don't get me wrong. Those work. Like, let's say I randomly sporadically book a trip to Mexico now for like February. Like, yeah, I'm going to go balls to the wall right now. You (laughs) best believe to be as shredded as I can by that time. Don't get me wrong. But like, I also know that like, even when I'm there, I'm going to indulge in everything that they have to offer. So like when I've been to Mexico, for example, like I'm in the gym at 6 a.m. and I'm going crazy, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work out till I can barely walk out of there, but then I'm coming out and I'm eating all day. I'm drinking all day. So people can say what they want, you know, but like for me, that's my way to just maintain things. I'm not looking to do anything while I'm there, but yeah, from a sustainability standpoint over a longer period of time, the, it's, it's short-term pain for long-term gain, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you might not get those results immediately as fast as you want them, but over time, you're going to be way happier than constantly jumping back and forth between shifts. What are you going to do with West Coast performance? Like, it sounds like, well, I, maybe that's the wrong way to board it. How do you continue to find harmony between your, your the, the, this passion of this gym and your philosophies about fitness and eating and your real estate career? Like, what does that maybe look like, do you think, in the years to come? Oh yeah, Dean. Dean always busts my balls about it. Like, he's always <laughs> like we got to be here for real estate. I, like, I you swear, know, we, I swear, Dean didn't ask me to ask this question. I, yeah. I, I promise. <laughs> no, he's always like, and I know Dean always like he always him and I always joke around, but I know he's always coming from a good place. It's never, it's never from a bad place. So he always gives me a hard time being like, oh, are you, we don't have enough time for real estate now because you're doing the gym or this or that. But uh, yeah, for me, like. Now that it's been about a year and like I'm comfortable with our operations and how things are going at the gym, like now I have definitely like I've kind of maxed out the clients that I'm willing to take on at this point in time. Mm-hmm. 
So I've kind of like, and so anyone else that comes now, I'm pretty straight up about it. Like, don't get me wrong. There's obviously sometimes people want to train with me, so I'll, I'll make time for them. But I will now I've put a larger emphasis on my and focus essentially on our staff because I'm like, you know what? Like I must be doing something right because people are wanting to come and they only want to work out for me with me. So like, I want to find like-minded individuals now, which obviously is not easy training people, you know, and I want to introduce people off the bat. So what I found is I wasn't doing that fast enough. So I would be like, okay, like if, let's say Andrew wants to come to the gym and work out with me. So rather than me saying, okay, Andrew, like let's have kind of like an assessment or an orientation. Let's do our first workout together. Let's see where you're at kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then what I was doing is I was, I was taking on too much. You know, I was like, okay, well I can meet you on this day. I can meet you on this day sure. rather than like coming in hey, Andrew, you know what? Um, This is our trainer, Jay. He's going to be working out with us today so we can both get a better understanding and idea of where you're at and what your fitness goals and potential achievements are. Um, And then we kind of do it together and then I transition them and pass them off to these people and then people are fine. So lately I've been doing more of that kind of style and it's been good. I found from the beginning though, I was trying to take too much on and thinking I could do everything and found out that I definitely can. But yeah, in the long run, like, my real estate will never go away. Like I will always be a part of real estate. I love what I do. And uh, the goal is kind of to put, yeah, more emphasis, put more energy into that and less energy into it, essentially. How do you start? Like, so coming in, you know, we're at, here we are, you know, Christmas season, everyone talks about business planning, new year resolution, yeah. blah, blah, blah. What is your, uh, how do I word this? What would, what would be your honest interpretation of yourself in terms of how you go into a new year? Are you the person who's like jacked up and excited? Do you fight, <laughs> do you fight a depression? I, I'm saying this because I actually usually fight. I'm not, I don't love uh, the dark winter days. And so I've yeah, oftentimes same. struggled with new year, but what, how do you, what are you, where do you fit into that picture and, and how do you prepare for that? That's a great question. Um, honestly, for me, like, and I just want to say in no way is this me being conceited or anything. Like I'm far from that. It's just, I have always, for whatever reason, I've been very lucky from a very young age. I've always been very highly self-motivated. So I have never, not at one point in my life. Oh no, I shouldn't even say that. There's definitely been some points in my life where people are there for me to support me. But like, I've just been very highly motivated. Like I know what I want and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Like that's how I've always been. And like, in school, I would get in trouble because <laughs> growing up, because I was always trying to go like too hard. You know what I mean? Like I would be doing stupid things then on the side and whatnot. But I don't know. I've always been very highly motivated. Like I've never, I know some people like you see, especially nowadays, like especially in the business world, like you're seeing all these motivational speakers and everything like that. And I love that. Mm. You know, I'm a big motivation. I'm a big supporter of that because I see even within my own circle and friend group, like, some people's personalities, they need someone to kind of pull that out of them mm-hmm. and kind of put them in that direction or on that track. And I love that. That's great that we have more resources like that nowadays. But for me, like I've been to a, so many of these motivational speakers and seminars and it's like, like, this is already what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like You don't, you don't feel yet, like it's blowing your mind. You just go like, yeah, no. this is kind of my, this way my brain operates. Yeah. And, and again, like it's not to sound conceited, like there's definitely little tips and tricks that I do take from these things. But the general like concept of it is like, man, this is what I do in a daily. Like, this is how I live my life. And it's pretty funny because like the other day, um, I have a really close group of buddies. Like we've grown up together and everything. We've been really, really close. 
And then uh, our boys chat one morning, like one of our buddies tosses out this workout. And it was uh, called, it was a workout program called like 75 Days Hard. And it was basically like, it wasn't just a workout program, it's everything. It'll like get you sure. set physically, mentally. So for the day, you're going to read this amount. You're going to exercise this amount. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to force yourself now to wake up early so you're more productive throughout the day. And like, all, a lot of my buddies were super hyped on it. But then like a couple of us looked back and like, man, this is, this is what, how I'm already living my life. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't need to do this to show me that like I'm already pretty disciplined like I have really good self-discipline like it's not easy but I can like I can start or stop something like that like it's not too hard for me and yeah like I mean I don't know I'd like to think I have decent awareness as to like when I need to change certain things in my life but yeah just to answer your question like I've always been really highly self-motivated so throughout the year I'm constantly seeing okay like this didn't work. So what's my goal? Like I set personal goals for myself, probably on a, like, a weekly basis, you know, like I'm constantly setting different goals. So it's not like for me when new year's comes or the end of December comes and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like what are my resolutions for this year? Like I need to think of a couple big things. And I find like, again, like that's not sustainable because I'm just going to talk from a gym perspective, like from a fitness standpoint, it's great for businesses that are in fitness fitness related industries because it's like January comes around and everyone, everyone's pumping body transformation, new year's resolution, this and that. And like, even when I used to work out at public gyms, like the first from January to probably May, it's bumping, you know, there's people there. All the gyms. Oh yeah. It's just, it's amazing. It's crazy. And then you see after a while it dies down and like that, honestly, people can say what they want, but I've seen this happen for years. So it's like, it's like obvious. It's like that's not sustainable. You know, it's like, okay, like the year, end of the year is coming now. I want to lose 30 pounds before summertime and, or for summer. And then it's like, boom, by the end of summer, you've gained it all back. So, like, what did that really do for you? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, for me, like, there's never very big things towards the end of the year. And mind you, there's definitely from a business standpoint, like Dean and I always reevaluate everything and in december to say okay what can we implement and what should we try for the new year mm-hmm. but he's like me like we're constantly trying to change things and not just change things but we're constantly setting goals for ourselves throughout the year so it's like let's get to this point at this time this point at this time or let's get this done by this time like there's always i don't know there's always certain things so i find just from a sustainability point of view like you should, your mind should always be working like that it shouldn't take the end of the year for you to think like that you know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't know. That's just me though. No, no. They, hey, don't, don't apologize for it. I think you're, uh, you're a highly motivated guy and I think you nailed it on the head. You know, life, life is a picture of people who are in the gym from, from January to April, but <laughs> the measure of your success is, are you grinding it out August the 4th in the gym? Exactly. That, exactly. And that can, that's a word picture for life, right? Not just, not just the gym. Oh, a hundred percent. What, what will you be doing? So like, January the 3rd, you know, whenever that is that you come back from, from, uh, we come back from the holidays in that first week, then specifically in real estate, that can still be a tough time to do much. Cause like, you know, a lot of times the world is still hung over. Right. So what are you physically doing in real estate in that first week in order to feel like you're being productive from the get-go? So believe it or not, it's simple for me as I am talking to everybody I know. You know what I mean? And Touch it doesn't in. even have to do with real estate. Yeah. So I, I, it sounds kind of weird, but like I, I have always, 
And like, this is what I really, really value about Dean. And like, this is why I wanted to be a part of this team, essentially. Dean, a lot of our clients are, I would say, honestly, probably 70 to 80% of our business is referral based. Obviously, Dean's older than me. So he's been in the business over 30 years. So he's built this huge network of clients and customers. But like the cool thing about Dean is like all of our clients, and I mean, all of them become our friends, Hmm. you know, and like that was really cool for me because it's like, I started off in real estate and I'm like, okay, like we dealt with these people. We sold their house, boom, on to the next one. But Dean's like, oh, well, I'm going out for dinner with them tomorrow. I was like, well, why would you take them out for dinner? He's like, Cody, they're my friends. Like, I would take any of my friends out for dinner. He's like, I'm not just doing it because we sold their house. Like, we genuinely care about these people. And then from that point, I was like, this is cool. Like, this is like our clients are becoming our friends. And I've met so many new people that are now within my close group of circle that I've met through real estate. Hmm. And I said, like, And Dean made a good point. Like, he was like, whenever I talk to somebody, like when I first started, he told me this. He was like, I always make it a point to let them know, to ask them. Obviously, I want to get to know them, get to know more about them, what they do and everything. And he said, if you show interest in what people are actually doing, like for a living or what it is, nine times out of 10, they're going to ask you about yourself. You know what I mean? So like, and he was right. Like, I started doing this. So like, I'm going, I don't know, I'm going to my girlfriend's Christmas party at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I'm meeting a hundred new people that I've never met before. And then naturally people get to know each other. You're talking to people. And if I show some interest in them and say, Hey, like Jason, what do you do for work? Like man, or like, what do you, what does your job entail? What are you actually doing? Like, what are your roles and responsibilities? Like they're always asking me, Hey, what do you do? And then boom, like real estate is such a generic topic. You know, everyone just likes to give their two oh, cents yeah. worth of what they know about real estate. Right. So it's like, it's such an easy thing to talk about. And then like, that's my way of being like, Hey, by the way, this is what I do, you know? And then like, from there, it's just a personal relationship. Like, as you know, like, I, I like real estate, real estate's all about relationship building. So is sales. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like once uh, like my clients have, I've gained their trust. I can sell them anything. If my clients want to buy a car, I, I love cars. They, they'll, they'll definitely value what I have to say when it comes to cars. And now I'm selling them cars. Now I'm selling them a phone, <laughs> you know, like, but it's true. Like once your clients kind of have that trust with you, like that's, that's what it is. So like when it comes to new year's now and I say, okay, like in January, like you said, it's not the easiest time to just drum a business. So what I do and Dean does the same thing is, Probably from mid-December to mid-January, we really focus on reaching out to everyone we know and just sure. letting, know, letting them know that we're there for them if they ever need anything. Yeah. We're never asking for things from them. We're never pushing what we do on them. It's just like, hey, guys, like in most time, they want to talk to us about our houses anyway. You know, if I call someone and say, hey, we haven't had, had a chance to talk lately. I like, just wanted to catch up, see how you're doing. They're always going to ask me, how's the market? How's real estate? And then when I start talking, what do you know what? Like my mom. I forgot that she wants to sell her place next month. And like, now that they've had a good conversation and connection with you, like they'll probably remember you when that time comes, they might not put your name forward or they might, you know what I mean? But at Mm -hmm. least gives you an opportunity down the road to generate something. So I've been doing that probably for the past three, four years. and like really worked for me. And then boom, like by the end of September, early February, we've already got lots on the pipeline and like things just start happening. Mm -hmm. What kind of car do you drive? I have an X5, a Beamer. You, you, are you a car guy? Oh, I'm a huge car guy. And and so have you been a have you been a Beamer guy for? I, I I'm only asking because you t- you brought up cars. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this guy's a car nut. But you uh, you got an opinion on cars, is what I'm asking. It sounds like oh, you do. Of course, of course. But no, I'm not a, like I love my X5. Like the only reason I bought it was 
it's actually a really weird story, but I used to have another X5. I, I like diesels. Um, I drive, I mean, in real estate, we drive a ton and like I'm yep. getting 13, 1400 clicks a tank on my, yep. on mine. So it was like, my, my friend's got no, the same one. Is yours like a 2020 or what is it? No. So I, uh, mine right now is a 2017. 27. Oh, actually they stopped making the diesels maybe even 19. So yeah, yeah, that, they did. yeah that's right. They did. So, cause I was looking at the newer ones I got, I've only had mine now for maybe two years, yep. two and a half years, but yeah, like I, that was why I was looking at the new ones at that time. And I said, you know what? Like, I really just want a diesel. I don't really, I'm not personally, I don't want to go the electric route just yet for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, you know what? I'll take the diesel, blah, blah, blah. It's all, all as well. And uh, it's funny because I had an X5. I was a 20, it was a 2014 or 2013 and Dean had an X5. Okay. And believe it or not, the one I have now is his. Oh, so, okay. So you bought his, you bought his of him. Not even. He wanted me to for the longest time, and he's like, "Oh, just just take over my because uh, he went to trade his in because his lease was up." And he's sure. like, "Maybe just let me see what my buyout is, and I'll either like buy it outright, and then you can just pay me whatever yeah. I bought it outright for, or whatever." So he goes to get the buyout price. Buyout price like at that time was close to sixty. Yeah, and I was like, oh, "That's a bit much for that." Like in my yeah. own opinion, I'm like, "If I'm going to spend that, I'd rather just buy a new one, like yeah. spend another twenty grand and sure. then get something brand new." And uh, so it was funny. He actually traded it. So he traded that one in, got a different vehicle. And I went to the dealership, the same one he traded it in to get it serviced one day. And I saw my buddy, the sales manager there. And I said, I said, Hey, is that X5 here? And he's like, yeah, it's sitting right there. And I said, how can we get this done? And yeah, I walked out of there, bought it and hadn't even driven it yet. That's amazing. But I, and that way it turns out that was Dean. So it was this pretty funny little story. Did you end up buying it cheaper? Man. <laughs> Got the thing for like forty two grand. Yeah, I, I know. See, understand. that that's the thing, right? Because sometimes the residuals, like when you do a lease return, sometimes the residuals are terrible. Sometimes they're good, and exactly. so it, it makes sense to buy it out sometimes and other times not. Exactly. The car market has been uh, has been super weird in the last well since COVID, right? So you got to be now. It's impossible to get anything. Oh man, it's so tough, and yeah, it's ridiculous. But no, I'm a, I'm a huge car guy, and like that's where I feel Dean and I thrive it's because like we both share a very strong passion for cars and like he always growing up dean always had the cars that i loved and couldn't afford you know what i mean <laughs> so like i got to live vicariously through dean like dean would get his brand new bands and i'm like dean this is my dream car and he's like well let's let's go for a rip and like let's go out for dinner and like he was always taking me around and then like he's a big porsche guy so he got his first porsche a couple of probably almost 10 years ago now put so much money into that thing and then like last year he bought his his dream porsche and like it's just cool because like he includes me in these things and he's like trying to pick out the colors he wants of everything and his <laughs> wife does could care less about what he's saying and then he'll call me and be like code let's meet up just to talk about the porsche or something and i'm loving this. that's you know, amazing like, absolutely like, let's do it you yeah, know so good. no him and i share that and that's i like it because it's, it's cool it gives us something to connect with aside from real estate which is nice Absolutely. We all need passions outside of our jobs. Oh, absolutely. Big time. Hey, man, I, uh, this has been such a blast. I really, uh, I've appreciated you taking the time. I, I consider our relationship a COVID relationship in that we've <laughs> never, we've never physically been in the same room, but I, I feel like I know you pretty well now. And I, yeah, uh, likewise, man. we'll change that. Yeah. We'll look forward to hanging, hanging out soon. So yeah, if I don't uh, see you before Christmas, have a, have a great one. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Likewise, man. No, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks, Cody. Have a good one. All right. Cheers, buddy. Bye.